0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles, original edition. We read from A Course in Miracles, original edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can read an online copy of the Course in Miracles, original edition, at JCIM.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you will see the link to Read A-C-I-M-O-E. <clears throat> also available on that site is an excellent daily email, which will <clears throat> give you both the reading, the text reading, and the workbook lesson for the day, and links to audio text for that, and my name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call is we this call is for and with you every mo- month every weekday morning from about nine fifteen to eleven a m eastern time and uh, I'm glad you're here and listening and And today our reading is uh, from Chapter 20, The Promise of the Resurrection. It was Section 9, The Vision of Sinlessness. And our lesson for the day, which we'll touch in the top of the hour, led by Brian as always, is uh, I give my life to God to run today. So, let me turn to you, Laurie, anything I missed or do you have an opening for this call this morning?
1: It was just perfect. Yeah, why did I find a good one? It's a poem from Amina Brown. Amina Brown, it's called, I'm Here, I'm Listening. She said, how do you know when you're hearing from God? I didn't know how to explain my words never felt so small so useless so incapable I wanted to say put your hand in the middle of your chest feel the rhythm there I wanted to say you will find the holy text in so many places on crinkly pages of scripture in dusty hymnals in the creases of a grandmother's smile God's ears are here for the babies, for the immigrant, for the refugee, for the depressed, for the lonely, for the dreamers, the widow, the orphan, the oppressed, and the helpless. Those about to make a mess were caught in the middle of cleaning one up. Dirt doesn't scare God's ears. He's a gardener. God knows things can't grow without sun, rain, and soil. I want to tell her God is always waiting. Lingering after the doors close and the phone doesn't ring and we are finally alone. God is always saying, I love you. I'm here. Don't go. Stay. Please. I try to explain how God is pleading with us to trust, to love, to listen, that God's voice is melody and bass lines and whisper and thunder and grace. Sometimes when I pray, I think of her, how the voice of God Was lingering in her very question how so many of us just like her just like me just like you are still searching still questioning still doubting I know I don't have all the answers I know I never will sometimes the best thing we can do is put our hands in the middle of our chest feel the rhythm there turn down the noise in our own minds in our lives and whisper God Whatever you want to say, I'm here. I'm listening. I give my life to God to run today. Amen. Oh, that was great. Thank you.
2: Love that. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. You know, Lori, real quickly, that reminded me of the guidance Jesus gave to Helen when Bill. Was frustrated about not being able to hear him like she did, and that was his guidance for him to initiate a conversation by just saying, I'm here, Lord. So that was really cool. Thank you, Lori.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lana. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Lana, and thank you, Lori. Um, So I have, uh, with us in reading this morning, I have Lori, Fran, Jennifer, Robin Marie, um, Karen, and Lana. With us in listening, I have Ida and Harrison. So please feel to... Be free to correct me if if you want to swap lists or if there's someone new new who's joined us who would like to either read or listen, please let us know. Good
3: morning. This is Sandra. I can read.
0: Thank you, Sandra. Anyone else would like to announce? before we begin reading. Okay, I'll get us I'll get us started then in chapter twenty, section nine. Chapter twenty, The Promise of the Resurrection. Section nine, the vision of sinlessness. Vision will come to you at first in glimpses but they will be enough to show you that what is given you who see your brother sinless. Truth is restored to you through your desire as it was lost to you through your desire for something else. Open the holy place which you closed off by valuing the quote-unquote something else and what was never lost will quietly return. It has been saved for you. Vision would not be necessary had judgment not been made. Desire now its whole undoing, and it is done for you. And Laurie.
1: Chapter 20 is The Promise of the Resurrection, Section 9 Vision of Sinlessness. 67. Vision will come to you at first in glimpses. They will be enough to show you what is given you who see your brother sinless. Truth is restored to you through your desire, as it was lost to you through your desire for something else. Open the holy place which you closed off by valuing the quote-unquote something else, and what was never lost will quietly return. It has been saved for you. Vision would not be necessary had judgment not been made. Desire now its whole undoing, and it is done for you. 68. Do you not want to know your own identity? Would you not happily exchange your doubts for certainty? Would you not willingly be free of misery and learn again of joy? Your holy relationship offers all this to you. As it was given you, so will be its effects. And as its holy purpose was not made by you, the means by which its happy end is yours is also not of you. Rejoice in what is yours but for the asking, and think not that you need make either means or end. All this is given you, would but see your brother sinless. All this is given, waiting on your desire but to receive it. Vision is freely given to those who ask to see.
0: Thank you, Lori and brand
1: 68. Do you want to know your own identity? Would you not happily exchange your doubts for certainty? Would you not willingly be free of misery and learn again of joy? Your holy relationship offers all this to you. As it was given you, so will be its effects. And as its holy purpose was not made by you, <clears throat> excuse me, the means by which it's happy and is yours is also not of you. Rejoice in what is yours, but for the asking, and think not that you need make either means or end. All this is given you who would but see your brother sinless. All this is given waiting on your desire but to receive it. Vision is freely given to those who ask to see. 69. Your brother's sinlessness is given you in shining light to look on with the Holy Spirit's vision and to rejoice in along with him. For peace will come to all who ask for it with real desire and sincerity of purpose, shared with the Holy Spirit, and at one with him on what salvation is. Be willing, then, to see your brother sinless, that Christ may rise before your vision and give you joy, and place no value on your brother's body, which holds him to illusions of what he is. It is his desire to see his sinlessness as it is yours, and bless the Son of God in your relationship nor see in him what you have made of him.
0: Thank, Thank you, you, friend. And Jennifer?
4: 69. Your brother's sinlessness is giving you a shining light to look on you with Holy Spirit's vision and to rejoice it along with him. For peace will come to all who ask for it with real desire and sincerity of purpose, shared with the Holy Spirit and at one with Him on what salvation is. Be willing, then, to see your brother sinless, that Christ may rise before your vision and give you joy, and place no value on your brother's body, which holds him to illusions of what he is. It is his desire to see his sinlessness as it is yours. And bless the Son of God in your relationship, nor see in him what you have made of him. Seventy, the Holy Spirit guarantees that what God willed and gave you shall be yours. This is your purpose now. And the vision that makes it yours is ready to be given. You have the vision which enables each one to see the body not. And as you look upon each other, you will see an altar, your Father, holy as heaven, glowing with radiant purity and sparkling with shining lilies you laid upon it. What you can value more, what can you value more than this? Why do you think the body is a better home, a safer shelter for God's son? Why would you rather look on it than on the truth? How can you engine, yeah, engine of destruction, be preferred and chosen to replace the holy home? the Holy Spirit offers, where He will dwell with you.
0: Thank you, Jennifer. And Robin Marie?
3: The Holy Spirit guarantees that what God willed and gave you shall be yours. This is your purpose now, and the vision that makes it yours is ready to be given. You have the vision which enables each one to see the body not. And as you look upon each other, you will see an altar to your Father, holy as heaven, glowing with radiant purity and sparkling with the shining lilies you laid upon it. What can you value more than this? Why do you think the body is a better home, a safer shelter for God's Son? Why would you rather look on it than on the truth? How can the engine of destruction be preferred and chosen to replace the holy home the Holy Spirit offers where he will dwell with you? 71. The body is a sign of weakness, vulnerability, and loss of power. Can such a Savior help you? Would you turn in your distress and need for help unto the helpless? Is the pitifully little the perfect choice to call upon for strength? Judgment will seem to make your Savior weak, yet it is you who need His strength. There is no problem, no event or situation, no perplexity that vision will not solve. All is redeemed and look upon with vision. For this is not your sight, and brings with it the laws, beloved of him, whose sight it is.
0: Thank you, Robin, Marie, and Karen.
5: 71. The body is the sign of weakness, vulnerability, and loss of power. Can such a savior help you? Would you turn in your distress and need for help unto the helpless? Is the pitifully little the perfect choice to call upon for strength? Judgment will seem to make your savior weak, yet it is you who need his strength. There is no problem, no event or situation, no perplexity that vision will not solve. All is redeemed when looked upon with vision, for this is not your sight, and brings with it the laws beloved of him whose sight it is. 72. Everything looked upon with vision falls gently into place according to the laws brought to it by his calm and perfect sight, the end for everything. He looks upon is always sure, for it will meet his purpose, being in unadjusted form, and suited perfectly to meet it. Destructiveness becomes and sin is turned to blessing under his gentle gaze what can the body's eyes perceive with power to correct its eyes adjust to sin unable to overlook it in any form and seeing it everywhere and in everything look through its eyes and everything will stand condemned before you all that could save you you will never see your holy relationship the source of your salvation will be deprived of meaning, and its most holy purpose bereft of means for its accomplishment.
0: Thank you, Karen. And Lana.
2: Page 72. Everything looked upon with vision falls gently into place according to the laws brought to it by his calm and certain sight. The end for everything he looks upon is always sure, for it will meet his purpose, seen in unadjusted form and suited perfectly to to meet it. Destructiveness becomes benign and sin is turned to blessing under his gentle gaze. What can the body's eyes perceive with power to correct? Its eyes adjust to sin, unable to overlook it in any form and seeing it everywhere in everything. Look through its eyes and everything will stand condemned before you. All that could save you, you will never see. Your holy relationship, the source of your salvation, will be deprived of meaning, and its most holy purpose bereft of means for its accomplishment. Seventy-three. Judgment is but a toy, a whim, the senseless means to play the idle game of death in your imagination. But vision sets all things right, bringing them gently within the kindly sway of heaven's laws. What if you recognize this world is an hallucination? What if you really understood you made it up? What if you realized that those who seem to walk about in it, to sin and die, attack and murder, and destroy themselves, are wholly unreal? Could you have faith in what you see if you accepted this? And would you see it?
0: Thank you, Lana. And Sandra.
1: Judgment is but a toy, a whim, the senseless means to play the idle game of death in your imagination. But vision sets all things right, bringing them gently within the kindly sway of heaven's laws. What if you recognize this world is a hallucination? What if you really understood you made it up? What if you realized that those who seem to walk about in it, to sin and die, attack and murder, and destroy themselves, are wholly unreal?
4: Could you have faith in what you see if you accepted this? And would you see it? 74.
1: Hallucinations disappear when they are recognized for what they are. This is the healing and remedy. Believe them not, and they are gone. And all you need to do is recognize you did this. Once you accept this simple fact and take unto yourself the power you gave them, you are released from them. One thing is sure. Hallucinations serve a purpose, and when that purpose is no longer held, they disappear. Therefore, the question never is whether you want them, but always do you want to pur- the purpose which they serve. This world seems to hold out many purposes, each different and with different values yet they are all the same. Again, there is no order but a seeming hierarchy of values.
0: Thank you, Sandra. And is there a new reader for 74 and 75?
1: Good morning, LeMoyne. It's Judy. I can do it
0: okay please do Judy
1: 74 hallucinations disappear when they are recognized for what they are this is the healing and the remedy believe them not and they are gone and all you need do is recognize you did this once you accept simple fact and take unto yourself the power you gave them you are released from them <coughs> excuse me one thing is sure hallucinations serve a purpose and when that purpose is no longer held they disappear therefore the question never is whether you want them but always do you want the purpose which they serve. This world seems to hold out many purposes, each different and with different values, yet they are all the same. Again, there is no order but a seeming hierarchy of values. Seventy-five. I'm going to read that last line again. Yet they are all the same, Again, there are no order, there is no order but a seeming hierarchy of values. 75. Only two purposes are possible, and one is sin and the other holiness. Nothing is in between, and which you choose determines what you see. For what you see is merely how you elect to meet your goal. Hallucinations serve to meet the goal of madness. They are the means by which the outside world, projected from within, adjusts to sin and seems to witness seems to witness to its reality. It is still true that nothing is without, yet upon nothing are all projections made. Interesting. For it is the projection which gives the, quote, nothing, unquote, all the meaning that it holds. It is the projection which gives the, quote, nothing, unquote, all the meaning that it holds. Ooh-wee. Thank you.
0: Mm, thank you, Judy. And is there another new reader for 75 and Seventy-six. Another new reader. Verse seventy-five and six. Okay, back to you, Laurie.
1: Seventy-five. Only two purposes are possible, and one is sin, The other holiness, nothing is in between, and which you choose determines what you see. For what you see is merely how you elect to meet your goal. Whose nations serve the need to meet the goal of madness? They are the means by which the outside world, projected from within, adjusts to sin and seems to witness to its reality. It is still true that nothing is without. Yet upon nothing are all projections made, for it is the projection which gives the so-called nothing, all the meaning that it holds. 76. What has no meaning cannot be perceived. and meaning always looks within to find itself and then looks out. All meaning that you give the world outside must thus reflect the sight you saw within or better, if you saw it all or are merely judged against. Vision is the means by which the Holy Spirit translates your nightmares into happy dreams, the wild hallucinations that show you all the fearful outcomes of imagined sin into the calm and reassuring sights which he would, with which he would replace them. These gentle sights and sounds are looked on happily and heard with joy, they are his substitutes for all the terrifying sounds and terrifying sights and screaming sounds the ego's purpose brought to your horrified awareness. They step away from sin, reminding you that it is not reality which frightens you, and that the errors which you made can be corrected.
0: Thank you, Lori and Fran.
1: 76. What has no meaning cannot be perceived, and meaning always looks within to find itself and then looks out. All meaning that you give the world outside must thus reflect the sight you saw within, or better, if you saw at all or merely judged against. Vision is the means by which the Holy Spirit translates your nightmares into happy dreams, your wild hallucinations that show you all the fearful outcomes of imagined sin into the calm and reassuring sights with which he would replace them. These gentle sights and sounds are looked on happily and heard with joy. They are his substitutes for all the terrifying sights and screaming sounds the ego's purpose brought to your horrified awareness. They step away from sin, reminding you that it is not reality which frightens you, and that the errors which you made can be corrected. 77. When you have looked on what seemed terrifying and seen it change to sights of loveliness and peace, when you have looked on scenes of violence and death and watched them change to quiet views of gardens under open skies with clear Life-giving water running happily beside them in dancing brooks that never waste away. Who needs persuade you to accept the gift of vision? And after vision, who is there who would refuse what must come after? Think but an instant just on this. You can behold the holiness God gave his son and never need you think that there is something else for you to see.
0: Thank you, Fran and Denver.
4: When you have looked on what seemed terrifying and seen it change to sights of loveliness and peace, when you have looked on scenes of violence and death and watched them change to quiet views of gardens under open skies with clear life giving water running happily beside them and dancing brooks that never waste away. Who need persuade you to accept the gift of vision? And after vision, who is there who could refuse what must come after? Think but an instant just on this. You can behold the holiness of God gave His Son, and never need you you think that there is something else for you to see. Well,
0: thank you, Jennifer. And, uh... Yeah, it's like... (laughs) It's actually, I think, this is very simply, you know, what is and you know, only two purposes are possible. One is sin and the other holiness. And the vision isn't something something special. It's just I mean, it is the healing and the remedy, in a sense, but all that needs to really happen to recognize that meaning always looks within to find itself and then looks out. And all the meaning you give the world outside must thus reflect the sight you saw within. Or better, it must reflect if you saw it all are merely judged against. So vision is just the means which the Holy Spirit translates nightmares into happy dreams. And uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think I could go further, but what I what I think to do instead is ask if there's a brief share, very brief, before we go to friends for the lesson for the day. Anyone?
4: Well. Yeah. This is Ida. This is a really good session. And I couldn't, I didn't hear every bit of it because I had to make a phone call. But it seemed familiar, um, very familiar um, about looking on everything with vision. Vision is great. I love vision. Thank you. I'm complete.
0: Thank you, Ida. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Ida.
6: Thank you, I'd... Yeah, this is her. Isn't it? This section this is so hopeful, so liberating. I'm sure we will get into that during this further discussion, but... Uh, It seems like every paragraph is pointing me in um, a different direction than what my life has seemed to be going. I'm complete. Thank you,
1: Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Thanks, Harrison. Thanks, Harrison. This is Sandra, and one of the reasons we can't judge is because, or I can't judge, is because I'm not trained to see the whole picture. I'm not trained to see things holistically. I've been programmed to see things fragmentedly, to break everything apart. And it's just faulty training, it's a mistake.
3: There is a holistic picture.
4: And I can train my mind to see things more holistically, which is to see things the way the Holy Spirit sees things. But it takes it requires a lot of training. But I'll never stop doing it. I'm committed. Uncomplete. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Sandra.
0: Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. And thank you, yeah, Sandra. I think I think you've got a clue for us here, Fran, on how how simple it can be. So um, let's give our attention to Fran. She leads us in the lesson two thirty three. Um, our lesson for the day. Thank you, friends.
1: Oh, thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and we have a new theme, What is Salvation? And the lesson for today is Lesson 233. I give my life to God to run today. So I shall read some from the theme, and then we will go to the lesson and do our five-minute practice. What is salvation? Salvation is a promise made by God that you would find your way to Him at last. It cannot but be kept. It guarantees that time will have an end and all the thoughts that have been born in time will end as well. The thought of peace was given to God's Son the instant that His mind had thought of war. Salvation is undoing in the sense that it does nothing failing to support the world of dreams and malice. Thus, it lets illusions go. Let us come daily to this holy place and spend a little while together. Here, we share our final dreams. From here, we give salvation to the world. For it is here salvation was received. The song of our rejoicing is the call to all the world That freedom is returned, that time is almost over, and God's son has but an instant more to wait until his father is remembered. Dreams are done, eternity has shined away the world, and only heaven now exists at all. I will go over to the lesson. Lesson 233, I give my life to God to run today. Father... I give you all my thoughts today. I would have none of mine. In place of them, give me your own. I give you all my acts as well, that I may do your will, instead of seeking goals which cannot be obtained and wasting time in vain imaginings. Today, I come to you. I will step back and merely follow you. Be you the guide and I the follower, who questions not the wisdom of the infinite, nor love, whose tenderness I cannot comprehend, but what is yet your perfect gift to me. Today we have one guide to lead us on, and as we walk together, we will give this day to him with no reserve at all. This is his day, and so it is the day of countless gifts, and mercies unto us lesson 233 i give my life to god to run today and now we'll take our five minutes Lesson 233, I give my life to God to run today. Amen.
0: Thank you, Fran.
6: Amen, thank you so much, Fran. Well, thank you guys.
1: Thank you, Fran.
6: is yours and the another version of this lesson title from the Foundation for Inner Peace uses the word guide in place of the word Run. and I actually found God to be better for me. Um, I give my life to God. To God today. Because it clearly uh, sets out a plan for me, uh, for my life. Um. Just another lesson that says, I will step back and let him lead the way. My real problem is thinking that I know how to guide or run my life and my inability to rely on God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, to guide my life. And because of that, The life I experience is a life of nightmares, (laughs) really. Um, Bad dreams. But if I allow God to guide my life, if I step back and let him lead the way, then there's nothing to worry about. There's no room for nightmares. There's another line I take. Be you in charge. For I will follow you certain that you will guide me, all right? It's not a perfect quote. (laughs) But the idea is to take my hand of the will. To simply rely on God and His teachers, the Holy Spirit and Jesus to provide me with the direction I need to deal with any problem any situation that I think I might have and realize that he has the answer. And that's a real challenge for someone who has been taught You've got to figure it out. You've got to solve this problem. If you can't, you're not an adult. (laughs) Just step back and let him lead the way. To give my life to God to guide today is a challenge, frankly, because I have been imbued with the idea that there's something wrong with me if I can figure out the answer to every problem and to rely on my own ingenuity to figure out the answer to the problem. I remember being in a relationship with a woman who, anytime I exhibited any kind of indecision or emotion, her response was, you're not a man. Her idea of a man was somebody who knew how to solve every problem and who exhibited no signs of weakness according to her. And I think that society values that burden Unlocks so you young men. Big boys don't cry. <laughs> and yet, what Jesus is telling me here is that I don't need to know. Of myself, the answer. I don't need to know the direction of myself. I have someone who's there for me, who knows exactly what direction I need to go. and will guide me, direct me in a way that is for my best interest. I need but step back and let him lead the way. I give my life to God, to God today. That feels good. I'm complete.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you, you Harrison.
1: Oh, I love you, Harrison. Thank you so much for that, I'm complete.
5: Karen thank you Harrison while I was listening to you what I thought was you know the course keeps pointing us in the direction of going within to the inner altar where there's stillness and quietness and to be established into that consciousness and then come back and rule your life, you know, run your life. Not, excuse me, not rule your life, not run your life, but give your life to God. Um, the thing is that right now it feels like the habit energy of the ego mind, the striving mind, the mind that feels like it is responsible to, get, to figure things out and to do things correctly. It feels like that part of my mind has more energy in it than the part of my mind that's still and peaceful and quiet. And um, in the context of today's reading, that there's a vision versus judgment. The ego mind is always judging and its judgment, its goal is sin, its purpose is sin, always, always judging, versus vision. Vision is that clear, empty, pure perception without that annoying, crazy ego mind interfering, interjecting, and distorting all the time. Um, I did have a period of time in this life where I was with a spiritual teacher for a long time, and I really was in a place where my mind was very still and quiet and not judgmental, not judging and at that time, I was um at around that time, I became a psychotherapist, and my coworkers, my peers could not see what I saw, and I really had vision. I couldn't even see how. I just didn't frame it the same way, you know, labeling people and stamping them as this and stamping them as that. I didn't even see it. I always saw someone I loved and such perfection. So I have a frame of reference of truth to apply to this reading. What is vision? Vision is having the mind that's established in God. It's established in truth and it's peaceful. It's ever peaceful. It doesn't have that habit energy of judging, 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 labeling, uh, you know, making past references and associations and dredging up negativity, basically, what the ego always is doing. Um, Whether it's fear or insecurity or guilt or doubt or whatever it is, that's the ego mind. The pure place, the clear place is the place of the our minds being established in our holiness, in our oneness, in the truth of who we truly are, and that's perfectly quiet and still, and it doesn't have to strive, it doesn't have to try to be good, or, and my, that's my personal um, mantra, you know, have, have to figure out how to how to be good today, because... Nothing's going on in my life. I have to either figure out, you know, how to keep busy or how to keep my mind in the light when, you know, it's just habitually drawing drawn down into selfish misery or other kinds of distractions. Um, it, it's just not being established in the empty place. And Buddhism, they call it the no-self, the no-self place. Uh Anyway, that's some of the thoughts I had today. Thank you for letting me share. I'm complete.
1: Thank you, Karen.
6: Oh, it's great, Karen. Thank you.
1: Hi, good morning guys. Thank you for your beautiful shares. I am I am called Jude, Judith, Judy. I am the truth, the oneself that I know and have experienced the peace and the limitless joy and freedom. Freedom from the thinking of the egoic separate mind. And then to um, recognize what Karen shared about the residual ha- habitual egoic thought patterns that come to mind. And um, i loved love to share here, uh, you know, and you reminded, reminded me of how the Course has taught me to let go of being my own teacher, of letting the ego be my teacher. What I think I know, what I think I've learned is true, what I think I think is true, Um, even what I think I know about the Course and what I think I know about God, everything I think I know, um, letting go of everything that I think I know, letting go of what I think, period, and just being that open, quiet, still space, and um, listening listening, and welcoming the truth of what shall be revealed to me in this moment. In the eternal now I've been struggling not struggling but um, um, Sandra used an expression on the on the um, lesson call Um, I have gateways to the awareness of my true self um, that are, are presenting are being presented in my curriculum that I have choose I have chosen everything that has come to me that I am Ex- experiencing life as, as what it is, the facts of the experience of being in a body, the facts and the experience of having physical pain, the effect, effects um, of the experience of having self-centered fear around it, and the desire for my ego to seek out answers for my discomfort and my fear, In places outside of myself, searching the net for answers to my medical questions, searching out physicians and healers and spiritual guides in order to to quell my fears and my discomfort to difficulties that my own mind is making up for itself. And a long, a long time ago, I had a billboard on my mind from, from my guide, capital G guide, why do you make things so difficult? And, um, you know, that the, there's no order of difficulties to miracles today, that I am entitled to miracles. I am entitled to the expression of God's perfect love to me, today because of who and what I am, and I am entitled to miracles because of who God my Father, my Creator is, and I am entitled to share miracles with others who share appear to be or seeming to be sh- sharing the illusion of having difficulties, the illusions that our minds make up thinking and believing in ways that aren't true. And sorting out the true from the false, you know, it's it's where that stillness really comes in handy. I have to quiet my mind of all the fears and the concerns, the cares and the worries, and the fear, the fear. And when they really take hold of me, the anger that I express, the self-loathing that I express, the discouragement, the doubt, the uncertainty that I feel I'm feeling these things sometimes not all the time not every day but at times very very intensely and you know I've come to recognize that the certainty of God's love really does suffice and that if I'm in doubt or uncertainty it's always of my ego and I will not listen to that voice. My ego today has become a stronger, a stronger sense of relinquishing the old thought patterns. Recognizing I don't like the way I'm feeling right now, that I am responsible for how I think, that I could choose love again, I could choose peace again. And this is really rubber meets the road for me, guys, because. This pain body isn't. There. <laughs> oh, it's it's a real. It's real in my experience. There's no denying I have a body and I can't ignore it or deny it. I have to face it with love and encompass it with love. With tenderness. Tenderness and tend ten to my garden, my soul and my spirit and nurture and let that oneness of being, love, and joy and peace in me and hold on to and stand in that. And I thank you for being here to listen. And I know you share with me in our our journey in healing. We don't heal alone. And your experience that you share with me, I heal from too. And I thank you for all of your shares all of your shares I'm complete
7: thank you Judy this is Yogi Chris welcome Chris
6: thank
0: you Judy
4: morning this is Sandra and I would say that um,
1: pain physical pain is similar to emotions it's a guide it's just
4: telling me there's an imbalance there's some place I need to look further and I appreciate you sharing your process Judy because you're doing the work now to try to Correct that balance. Just like when I have an
1: emotion, it's to allow
4: it to pass through. But it's also I might need to make a correction when I bring it before the Holy Spirit to guide me and show me the truth. And um, I, I appreciated you <laughs> trying to quote me too. But one of the what I said this morning was that my life experience is the gateway to salvation.
1: That all my experiences, if I
4: use them as opportunities for healing, they're the gateway to my salvation. So it's all perfect. And we're all in this together.
1: And we don't have to do this alone. Thank God
4: I'm complete. Thank you, Sana, That was great.
1: Thank you, thank you Sandra, thank you, Sandra. For, for repeating it again. I really loved it. Thank you.
7: Hi, this is Yogi Chris really enjoyed what um, Judy shared and of course Sandra's follow up um, I just got in so I'm assuming that we did the lesson um, 1033 usually by now the lesson is done so i like to share about the lesson um, yeah giving my life to God to guide right now um, And doing it faithfully, of course, with faith and my openness and receptivity to receive guidance is so important because of God needing my allowance of that and my faith. Uh, So I love just being aware right now and practicing self observation and vigilance to give any illusory ways of thinking that might arise at any moment. I'm not too, I'm, I can't be sure when that's going to happen. But if I give the practice of vigilance to the undoing and the opening up to guidance, that's, that's good that's what I want. And to, I have a certain level of freedom in my mind right now, I want to continue that. Uh, And, and when I do have the opportunity to forgive, to get over that fearful way of looking, I'm saying to God, I want to continue being in this level of freedom that I have in my mind, and give me your way of looking. Um, And what you would have, where would you have me go? What would you have me say and do? And to whom as well? After I ask for a more loving way of looking. But usually what I need to say and do comes from that thought, that way of looking. Uh, and, and, And my desire to just do God's will. And to me, God's will means loving thought do more of that in my mind and continue just my role is to be in gentle awareness in the moment in the presence uh, and that in that surrendered state in that state of mind that says I'm, I'm, I'm here I want to be guided I know I have opportunities to receive that guidance uh, from the Holy Spirit or oh, my higher self uh, I just need to present a surrendered quiet mind and follow wisdom that comes out of that not from past ways of looking but here's my mind God is my and I presented that as a love offering to you Um And and, and give me that that gift, because it is a gift to receive guidance, especially in challenging opportunities when these emotions with accompanying ways of looking, is uh, I'm witnessing them lingering for a little bit of time. But I, I love not to go back to another lesson. I could see peace instead of this and hold that prayer and faith until that that the past is 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 passing passes Um, and that takes of course a certain level of mental discipline and thank you God for all these lessons that gave me disciplinary prayer work prayer service to make it more easier and easier as I practice it. It's like anything I put my discipline onto. After a extended period of time of doing the same thing over and over again, doing forgiveness over and over again, asking for a more loving way of looking over and over again, it gets easier. And um I just want to stay in communion or communication with that, with God's love and in that oneness. I could tell when I'm not in that peaceful state of mind, and that's an opportunity for me to say, wait a minute, I give this situation to you to guide me today, and I give you this thought that I'm experiencing that's blocking me. Um, and I give you my faith and confidence and certainty. It's like, all right, super. I can imagine the Holy Spirit saying, wow, this is fantastic. He's giving us faith, confidence. He's giving his present moment. He's surrendering through forgiveness. I can imagine the Holy Spirit says, woohoo, yippee. Um, I um, had an opportunity to do this over the weekend. I was at a hotel enjoying a vacation time with my sister. And all of a sudden, the latch to the hotel door was activated. And my understanding is that latch gets activated from inside the hotel room. But she's the the lady at the desk says, Yeah, occasionally the latch slips on by itself. And that was that was my opportunity to see what was going on within me as I tried opening the door and that latch was in place. Um and and, and look at being present with the different uh ways of looking from the past that came up for me as I Asked for help, and uh, the help came in within and without. She had a a little card with a with a um, cut on it, and she slipped it in the door, and it unlatched, just like those jimmies for cars when you call a tow truck. Um, isn't that symbolic of what we want to do in our minds? Unlatch the ego, release it, and open the door to the results of forgiveness and the gift of giving that situation to God to guide. I'm complete.
4: Thank you, Chris.
1: Thank you, Chris. So great.
5: Thank you, Chris. I loved making your mind a love offering to God. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, thank you, Chris.
5: Hi, it's Karen again. Just a thought, maybe, Lori, you would talk about hallucinations. I thought that was so powerful. I just wondered how you would say it in your words with your understanding. I'm complete. Hmm.
1: Great invitation. Thank you, um. You know, I'm reminded of that quote. Um, I was going to look it up, but I haven't looked it up yet. That quantitative shifts lead to qualitative differences. And I was looking at Sarah's reflections this morning. I don't know if you ever look at those. They accompany the lesson email. And I was really pleased that in the I don't know, fourth or fifth paragraph of her reflections this morning, she said, this does not happen all at once. Quantitative shifts bring qualitative differences. It doesn't happen all at once. But it does happen when I make a choice, clearly make a choice, when I wake up. When I wake up and say, is this how my father would have me see this? and and uh, yeah, I have a story about it actually um, one year one year we we wanted to get together at Christmas, but nobody had a house big enough to uh host all of us and so um I'll try to make this kind of short, but we we kathy and I had a lot of points that we could use to um, serve this purpose, and so we decided to amass all of our points and see how many rooms we could rent for everybody. But some people would have to stay with each other, you know. And so we're driving up there uh, on the way to this place, and my niece, uh, who is also my goddaughter, said, Oh, okay, uh, well, then I'll stay with you. And I'm telling you, this thing happened in my heart that felt absolutely horrible. I, I thought, oh no, I, I don't want to share a room with her. And instantly I, I was aware that I had made a choice for ego. And it felt horrible. I mean, all the effort and preparation that we had made that everybody could be together And that one decision in my mind was uh, a tipping point that would have turned it all into a very different experience than what I wanted. And I realized exactly what I'd done. I'd made a choice for ego. You know, I had judgments. I had a lot of judgments about my niece that I had not yet let be lit by forgiveness. And... um, and I still feel really sad that I felt that way. Um, but here's the thing: the Holy Spirit teaches by contrast, you know you go along and and you know you have peace in your mind and everything's lovely, and you're communing with Holy Spirit and you're just loving everything and it's going along really well, and then suddenly this thing happens, whatever this thing is um and, and that's why I like to share it so much, Sandra. My life is my teacher. My script is is my gift. Um, this thing that happens, whatever this thing is, um, that happens to rock the boat is the perfect opportunity to let hallucinations disappear. And when I do, when I let, my judgments be lit by forgiveness. And here's what I want to say about that. He says it, it's embedded in paragraph 76. He says, what has no meaning cannot be perceived. Those, those judgments I made about my niece had no meaning. They were my personal private hell that I was projecting onto my niece, all colored by my judgments. That can't be perceived. It can't be perceived and meaning always looks within to find itself and then looks out I know the truth I know the truth of the atonement I've accepted the atonement for myself that means I've also accepted it from my brother because my brother and I are one whoever they might be you know I have lots of dreams otherwise I run across reflections of my projections and that's a dream I'm dreaming that (laughs) one one year well this is a good one one year I was scrolling through my Facebook feed it was 2020 and somebody had posted a picture of Donald Trump holding an executive order and it said you are dreaming this you are dreaming this oh my god Holy Spirit has given me the truth, and, and I went back. You know, you exit Facebook and you go back, and you can't find what you just saw on your feed. You know how that works? And I thought, oh my God, oh my God, He wants me to realize every time I make a judgment, I'm dreaming this, I'm dreaming this. And I thought, this what a wonder this is that I was given that on my Facebook feed. You know, I thought it was personal and private until I started seeing it lots of places. But this is the contrast that we're given. When I make a choice to see with judgment, it feels rotten. It feels awful. It rocks my boat. It feels bad. But he goes on in paragraph 76 all meaning that you give the world outside must reflect the sight you saw within. You see if I'm seeing that outside I'm looking at my own judgments I'm looking at my own judgments not the truth and that's going to feel bad vision is the means by which the Holy Spirit translates your nightmares (laughs) your nightmares into happy dreams your wild hallucinations are mine your wild hallucinations show you all the fearful outcomes of imagined sin into the calm and reassuring sights with which he was replacing. These gentle sights and sounds are looked on happily and heard with joy. They are his substitutes for all your my terrifying sounds, sights and screaming sounds. The ego's purpose of separation, brought to your horrified awareness, it feels bad. They step away from sin. Reminding you that it is not reality which frightens you, and that the errors who made these, who made these errors, who made them, that the errors which you made can be corrected. These are my errors that I protect onto the world. They're in the form of the judgments that I haven't let be lifted for me. That's why... My errors can be corrected when I accept atonement for myself. The holiness, he says, in paragraph in chapter in review lesson fifty-eight. Review lesson fifty-eight summary he says my holiness envelops everything I see. From my holiness does the perception of the real world to come? Having forgiven, I no longer see myself as guilty. I can accept the innocence that is the truth about me seen through understanding eyes. The holiness of the world is all I see. Here's the key phrase for I can picture only the thoughts I hold about myself. Why did I not want to share my room with my niece? Because I thought she made hurtful thing I thought she did a hurtful thing to my sister I would never do a hurtful thing to my sister but because I have that limit on my mind I'm going to see that error you see I not only hate what I think about myself I hate the standard that the ego set for me that I would never do a hurtful thing, therefore, I see anybody who does a hurtful thing is bad. Why? Because that's the belief I hold. But when my error is corrected that I'm perfect and sinless and innocent, then the innocence of myself is all I can see. Does it happen all at once? For me, it didn't oh God, no, it didn't for me. Not at all. It's still, that was only three or four or five years ago that that happened. Um, But now I recognize it. I recognize that twinge, that feeling bad. My peace is disturbed. I feel hurt. All of those things are my errors. That's my error, and my error can be corrected. I don't want to see that way. I don't want to feel that way. And so I give my mind to God to rule today. I don't know. And to be in the space of I don't know to me is the release from all of that. All of that pain and misery and standard setting and condemnation and blame and you behaved badly, therefore I'm not gonna like you and I don't like what you're doing and and all of that stuff, all of those judgments and opinions and and it's mind blabber, you know, it's just mind blabber. I can see content when I ask Holy Spirit what's the truth of this? And in the presence of truth. You know, I was thinking about that last week. In the presence of truth, um, how could we not feel like every brother is a gift, you know? Lori, how can you not feel like that? When I do, it feels bad. And I don't like it, so I ask for correction. My errors can be corrected. I'm complete. Well, oh, that was great. Thank you so much, Lori. Love that.
6: Thank you, Lori. Lots of lessons. Thank you.
5: That was magnificent. Thank you so much. I, I just loved how you really took the the reading and the text about nation and the inner mind projected outward. Thank you so much. Thank you for going into that.
4: Thank you, Lori. That was wonderful. And I'm going to make a comment. Thanks again for praying for me, by the way. And um, that even when I judge people as being nice, you know, when I make a superficial judgment, it's not like real, unconditional love. That I like somebody. I'll take President Trump again. Let's say I say I like President Trump because he did this and that, and he said this and that, and whatever. So then he will then, you know, in my perception, do something or say something or not do or not say something that makes me turn around, and and not like him. So that is what happens with everybody if i just like them or love them for a superficial thing an ego-based judgment that i i like them it seems like it's better than deciding that i don't like them but it always slips around unless i come from that unconditional love that the love that has forgiveness the love of god thank you uncle please
5: Thank thank you, you, Ada. Thank you, Ada.
1: Morning, it's Mindy thank you everybody for wonderful wonderful shares um yesterday I was stuck and while I'm stuck I just wrote through the book and asked to be shown the lesson that I can do to bring me back to myself and to sanity and to the presence of love and God which is all there is when I am here now and truly open <laughs> and I thought I got you know kind of holding this in the context of judgment which you know screws us up all over the place. What I got was these thoughts do not mean anything um, into God's presence what I enter now. I'm not a body, I am free. I am as God created me. Those three of the things that I remember yesterday, and then i
3: I saw you know today's today's lesson then and I thought, wow, um.
1: You know, when I think, when I use my thoughts as my guide, I, I'm not at the point sometimes where I can tell whether they're coming from the ego or whether they are thoughts of God brought to me by the Holy Spirit. So to discount them all and let them all go, quiet my mind, go into God's presence. And then as I come out of it, remember that I'm not a body, even when I start to feel my body and the aches and pains, I'm not a body. I'm free. I am as God created me. <laughs> that was so freeing. And um, I don't remember what the other two that led up to the present-day lesson about, you know, God's life is in me. I seek God. I find God. But those three were so helpful. And I just wanted to share them, to get regrounded in them, and hopefully it was a contribution.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Mindy.
1: Thank you, Mindy.
5: Hi, it's Karen again. Um, Lemoyne, you always have something when you know someone asks you. So I'm just asking if you wanted to to share something. i completely...
0: Well, it it is the time um, where we usually end the recording. Um, and, uh, this, this, uh, section, and, and the lesson, as well, as always, they fit together, it's, uh, I'm, I feel directed that this is, uh, very simple, and, there's you know. I didn't do a summary and, and I apologize that there was time but I I'm kind of adapting to a new technological thing. And it's, it's it says <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> it it does it just struck me today as like very simple and that you know, vision isn't, is only needed because we, let's say here, vision would not be necessary had judgment not been made. Desire now is whole undoing and it is done for you. So your brother's sinlessness is given you in shining light. And the Holy Spirit guarantees that what God willed and gave you shall be yours. This is your purpose now, and the vision that makes it yours is ready to be given. And... um, Yeah, I think this is a key thing here to... Keeping it simple. The judgment is but a toy, a whim, a senseless means to play the idle game of death in our imagination. So, you know, this is the encouragement just to let the impulse to see things as separate and the conflict and judgment be required to just let it go, not judge ourselves for doing it because. You know, only two purposes are possible. And one is sin and judgment, <clears throat> and the other is holiness and acceptance or love. And so, I love this line that says, all the meaning that you give the world outside must thus reflect the sight you saw within. Because meaning always looks within to find itself and then look out, or a better statement: all the meaning you give the world outside reflects whether you saw it all or merely judged against. <laughs> like the vision, like the holy instant, the vision is there. It's like, what are we doing instead? Is just to step away from sin. Reminding you it's not reality which frightens you, and errors can be corrected. So, think but an instant just on this. You can behold the holiness God gave His Son. And never need you think that there is something else for you to see. So, I'm complete.
5: Thank you all.
1: Beautiful. Thank you, LeMoyne,
5: everybody. Thank you, LeMoyne. That was just perfect. That was just a perfect recap at the perfect time. Thank you. Well,
0: you we all are welcome. It's a matter of... It's pretty simple. Not me. It's a separate person. Um, so I think... Uh, Unless you have a poetic closing for this call, Lori, good time to end the recording.
1: Well, since you usually offer the opportunity for a poetic close, I do have one um, that reflects um, that reflects the qualitative differences um, after I make up my mind to follow guidance and be forgiving. It's a little quote from Thomas Merton that says it all. Our job is to love others without stopping to inquire whether or not they're worthy. That is not our business. And in fact, it's nobody's business. What we're asked to do is to love. And this love itself will render both ourselves and our neighbors worthy. You what know, a perfect expression. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Beautiful. Oh, Thank you. Thank you, Talith.
6: beautiful.